0: TBR, a podcast about beer. It's topical, it's interesting, it's funny, it's educational. Yeah, yeah, it really is educational. This is Tallboy Radio, the beer review with a difference. Join your hosts, Beans, Gaz and Andy, each week as we give you all the news you need to know about the world of beer and brewing. Take a tour with the ABC of beer and hear about all market Belgian and craft beers that you love or are yet to discover. We want you to join in our weekly debate as we choose a random topic with a foamy top. Get in touch with us at tourboyradio.com or drop us an email at mail at tourboyradio.com. Check out our social media at Tallboy Radio on Facebook and Twitter and at Tallboy Radio Podcast on Instagram. Right, the show's about to start, so go grab yourself a cold one, kick back and enjoy. Welcome back to episode 7777 of Tallboy Radio we've had a little bit of time off there was a little bit of a gap you won't have noticed it because we've been releasing them on our regular schedule but we've had a little bit of time away from the mic so it's quite nice to sit down
1: and get some sweat in this studio so who wants to say hello first hi guys great great to be back great to be back with the boys this week I am drinking and it might be a new beer for me on Turbo Radio. It's actually a Sing Tao. I don't know whether you can see that. I just thought I would sample a couple of beers from around the world as that's my A for all markets and around the world. So I thought, why not? Rather than sticking with the usual and as per normal, out of a TBR merch glass. So yeah, looking forward to this. Winner, winner. Andy?
2: I love Sing Tao. Every, every time I have a Chinese, I've got to have one of them. I'm on a cannonball Indian pail that I've got spokes in.
0: Oh, there we go. Oh, there you go. Yep. Who
2: Beautiful.
0: makes it, Who makes that uh, one then? Magic Rock. Magic Rock. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought yeah. I recognised that style of can.
2: Seven percent.
0: Very nice. Very nice.
2: They're tall boy glasses. Well. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah tall yeah, boy glasses. Yeah. Get the merch. There we go. Nice work. Nice work. I am drinking a beer from just up the road, Mobbly Brew House. You're familiar with those, aren't you, Andy? We've had a few of those in our time you had a couple? We have. we have. We have. Uh, this is a new one, though, that I haven't had before. It's called Your Call Is Important To Us. I think it's a reference to one of the brewers he used to work in a call centre, if I remember correctly. Did some of his good work there. I think he started brewing while he was working there. And it is a DDH dipper, 7.5% and it is out of a tall boy radio glass and then look at that look at the color on that lovely and thick and cloudy everything that a dipper should be and i gotta tell you it's actually quite quite bitter for it for a dipper but that that first taste of bitterness goes away after a while and there is as you said you picked up the smell didn't you mango? yeah i
1: thought mango yeah Yeah, without Looking to see exactly the ingredients, I I definitely got a a, a smell of mango in there. So Mm. yeah, well,
0: there's no mention of mango on the can, but it certainly I can taste. I can taste that fruitiness too, and that one has got a rating of 4.2 on
1: the Untapped app. So let's whip straight into news. Who wants to go first? I've just gotten really, it's on the back of what we spoke about last week in terms of sort of sustainability and, and, and so on. And there was a craft brewery in Australia, Young Henry's, and they've partnered with some climate change scientists. And effectively what they're doing is they're, they're trying to capture CO2 via algae and microalgae. So what they're saying is obviously you need in the beer process, CO2 is produced when you ferment beer. So what they're saying is, is that actually that they're going to try and they've developed this microalgae that collects the the CO2, so it's not released back into the atmosphere. So I just thought that was a bit of a bit of news, really, on the back of the sustainability podcast that we did last week. Um, And as I say, that's um, they're they're a relatively small brewery in Sydney, but they're uh, young Henry's. So. Big shout out to them.
0: And interestingly enough, that news story was sent to me as well as one of the things I had in my news by Dave, one of our listeners, the oh, guy okay. who we heard at the start of the last episode and an episode or two before. Andy, do you got any news for us, dude? Yeah, I've got
2: a story of this guy who disappeared for a couple of days. And he basically was, he was on an ATV rounding up a cow, his neighbor's cow in America. This is He flipped it and got pinned underneath it. So for two days, he just survived on beer and water. (laughs) (laughs) All his family thought he went camping or something like that with his friends, but now he's just lying in a field just drinking beer. (laughs) That looked perfect
1: weekend. I was about to say, I
0: I bet half the problem was the beer as to why you couldn't get out from underneath the ATV. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was a good story. He got out as soon as the beer ran out, did he? <laughs> just idle out. Yeah. I'm out of beer now. Up, better go home. Yeah, mind you. You don't know how much beer was in there. Mate. <laughs> maybe that's you know, maybe you're know lighting a load and nothing to lift it off. It's so not something you take on the back of an ATV, is it? When you're just going, to, oh,
2: going to round up that cow and you take a massive cool box full of beer. <laughs>
0: I don't know. We have a friend of the show, Bill, won't thank me for mentioning this, but you know him and his famous bag of beer that he takes wherever he goes. (laughs) Yeah, he does. Bless him. He could be a similar chap. Brew London event 2021 been rearranged the 29th and 31st of July. Good timing, I think, in terms of Boris's recent announcements it seems like it's something that should be able to go ahead i'm not going to say back to normal because boris urges caution but i think we can have a degree of normality to it it's got 150 brewers exhibiting head to their website check it out just google brew london event and you'll get straight there and they have got beers wines and spirits uh, soft drinks beans, bread, s- uh, street food and music as well and to be honest with you if it was something that I feel wasn't for the fact that I was working and I can't get away, that would be something I wouldn't mind to go to. It might be something we should target doing at some time. Yeah. You know, not going to say 2022 because, again, we've pushed a lot of plans from 2021 to twenty
1: two. <laughs> 2021 was going to be busy. 2022 definitely now will be very busy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So news would not be complete unless someone must have some brew dog news. We always do feature uh, You stuff. know what? I actually haven't. I haven't this week. O- other than I walked into the supermarket while I was looking at my ting towel and there was a... The, the cans that said, and buy one, get one, free," So I thought, oh, oh yeah, funny. fair enough. There you go. So there's the Brewdog weekly shout out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Andy, you got any other news? no BrewDog have had enough promotion of us so they, they, have it, they have to be fair <laughs> we, <laughs> should, we still haven't had anything through so come on guys no, if you're listening it. come on send it are yeah. we <laughs> well, I've, I've got one more then Maybe, oh here we know, go try and, twist that and actually do you know what?
0: We, we've done a fair. like I said I know you re, you redressed the balance last time and actually gave some positive stories about BrewDog but there is a lot of negatives about them and I've got another <laughs> negative like, well, actually we love BrewDog we think they make yeah, some fantastic like, plays. Yeah. we're not sticking the in intentionally but yeah they've been criticised for ignoring adversi- advertising standards authority ban on one of their adverts i think i saw this yeah and they chose to repost it anyway it's about their new seltzers and we've talked Uh, about seltzers hitting the uk market and it is a 90 calorie drink and they just they described it as a health drink (laughs) (laughs) i think it's about four or five percent and obviously the advertising standards say you
1: can't make health claims about alcoholic beverages i don't know is that a bit harsh I don't know without looking at the, the legality of health claims. I don't know. I, I know that BrewDog have a little history in flying in the face of sort of advertising agencies and standards and this, that, and the other. Was it the, and I won't repeat the phrase, but it is something to do with rounds of duck. And then it was like CO2 or something. Was it in, a, I think there was a, a a big billboard in, in America, I think. And, they, and it was a it, it was a reference to their sustainability and the fact that they were, was it carbon neutral or whatever it was. And then they basically went like, CO2 sort of thing and it was like right okay so and again you know I I don't suppose negative publicity bothers them that much really No, no. and I think to be honest with you know I've not seen the
0: advert I've not paid any attention to it even though Brewdog did seltzers
1: no do now do now (laughs) whether I'll be trying them is another is another issue but I I know now that's it that's it that's it so then Andy do you look
0: like you have something to say on that matter
2: Uh, I was just going to say like you know the, the saying you can't say it's a health drink if it's got alcohol in it. But alcohol's technically good for you because it cleans stuff, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> I see yeah, all yeah. these like diet shakes that are all like, you know, cost as healthy drinks when it's just like garbage in a in a plastic bottle. I'd
0: rather have be beer. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> a that's diet it. shake. Well, maybe pet one up with that. Mix the two together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be that'd be tough. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> tough <laughs> to drink that. Yeah. like a milkshake
0: <laughs> yeah that, that would
1: not go down smooth so though,
0: go on then guys and kick us off with some of
1: the abcs yeah so this week for my a or markets i thought about talking just a little bit about czech beer and the reason that i came across sort of czech beer was i was looking at countries that consume the most beer and it's the czech republic There you go. so effectively per, per capita per head the czech republic is is the country that has the most drinkers which is pretty cool. And I was just a looking at a couple of well-known brands, a couple of things that they have, and, and I came across an interesting story, and I'll get to that in a second, but do you know any Czech beers? Pilsner Urkel, is that Czech? Pilsner Urkel, yeah, absolutely. Andy? Staropramen. Next Staropramen, Staropramen yeah, because interestingly, I was look, I was going to sort of look at Staropramen and the history of Staropramen, and I was going to buy a bottle and stuff, and I thought, you know, you know, I'll just go slightly broader and do Czech. So you got Pilsner Urkel, who is, the, they're the biggest Czech brewery, and they were the first company in the world that actually produced the the pilsner brand oh, yeah. so yeah so so that that was pretty cool and so you've got budvar obviously Staropramen, and Curzel, which i think we've had oh, we've yeah. had Kurzel. yeah i can't remember Sid had it. it was in the bar at his wedding oh yeah in that yes ganway uh, uh, yeah in yeah, the key, the key, yeah, the key. Oh, that was it. Yeah, it, so yeah. so you got it was a decent beer. It was, and it we was. had it in London actually. The three of us when we went down for NFL. Where did we? Where do we have that? Oh, no, I mean, you drank it. Did you drink it, Andy? No, you might have drank something else. I can't remember what you drank.
2: I think I was on like left or something. No, I think
1: you, I think you had a fridge milkshake with a bit of whiskey. in it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so I just you know so so looking at a couple of brands, and I was like, oh, check beer, check. oh, Stericar. Yeah, definitely know that. But the Pilsner Oracle one. And the the one that I was going to talk about was, and I don't know whether or not you've heard of it, but have you heard of the the Budweiser sort of war as such? Is that the use of the name? Yes, A little. Okay. I'll, I'll probably. I don't ask me anything more about it. Have you <laughs> heard about that, Andy? The the sort of the Budweiser name as such, or you know the, the the Budweiser dispute as such? So basically, everybody associates Budweiser with America, and I know he's a Bush. You know, brewery and stuff, but actually, that that's a load of bobbins because it is actually from the Czech Republic. And there was this big thing where I don't know whether or not traditionally and historically it was like a type of beer, but th- there was a, a, a Czech brewery that used Budweiser as it, the first sort of name. And in 1876, it was Anheuser Busch then started to develop a beer in America and called it Budweiser. So obviously, they got this war. Well, about a hundred years earlier, it had been released in the Czech Republic as Budweiser. So. It was to do with trading, and basically in Europe, it was protected under the Protected Geographical Indication Law Budweiser. So basically, the the Czech brewery were able to sell it as that. And in America, it's actually sold as Czech VAR. So that product is Czech VAR, and then in the European Union, Budweiser that we understand it is now effectively sold as Bud because there was some dispute about the name Budweiser and so on so it just got me you know it got me sort of thinking about we associated being I know it's abortion we've mentioned Budweiser before and if there's any Budweiser representatives that listen then I'm always happy to drink that so send it our way I'd always thought it was
0: the Anheuser Busch people, you know, obviously are taking the beer over to America yeah. because obviously, you know, a lot of their beers and their brewing was sort of taken over
1: by German immigrants and Czech immigrants. Well well B- Budweiser was it originated from a place called Budweis or Budweis, which was a German name for a Czech city. Right. And it, they then started to brew it in Budweis and, and therefore it became a Budweiser. Beer and that was where the name the name came from. But it was founded in seventeen ninety five. And as I say, Anheuser Bush then started to trade in America in eighteen seventy six, about ninety or ninety-five years after. Um, and as I say it, it got it was known as I've just got to hear me next, the Budweiser trademark dispute, because Anheuser Bush was saying we want to sell it as Budweiser. Right. And obviously czech Brewery is like, No, 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 you're not. Sort of thing. So that piqued my interest in terms of just it's a beer that we've mentioned on a podcast before, Budweiser. And I was thinking about who drinks the most beer, and it's the Czech population. So I thought oh, I'll do a bit of digging, and and yeah, that was it. I mean, we've drank Budvar, we've drank Staropramen, Kozel. There was a couple of others. I'm trying to think one that I can't think. There was a Pils Pilsner, Pilsner Urquell is one that w- that we've had, and there was another one. They call it Master something. Can't remember what the name was. But I just thought the the trade. Name bit battle, but when, when do you think then beer was started to be sort of brewed in the Czech Republic? Then when, when do you think was the first as such? Well, Any ideas?
0: I haven't, but I would guess, I guess 1200. Okay, Andy, yeah, it's, it's
2: gonna be early I, on my list of stuff. There's stuff a bit earlier than that, but yeah,
1: so the Brevnov Monastery apparently was 993 AD, right? Now, that when we get to a bit later in. in in the podcast that doesn't come up on my list because actually it's now they don't still brew from there Mm. so it it was it started there but they don't still brew from there but it was it was 993 and again the city of and i i I apologize if i pronounce it wrong bruno brno had the right to brew beer from the 12th century onwards Yeah, quite quite a while ago i think i've seen the film yeah decent (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 so yeah so that that you know that's that was my a really just just a little bit about sort of czech beer as such so you've got pilsner urkel um, and they as i say they do the pilsner they do Kozel. you've got Staropramen. and ostrovar is the uh, another beer from the Staropramen range and then you've got the budvar budweiser budvar bit so they're the three main ones really in the czech it from the Czech Republic but they obviously drink quite a lot of beer they do. they do I'm not a big fan of Budvar I don't know about you I don't mind it but it's weird because I always just thought Budvar was Budweiser it's just like the European equivalent of Budweiser yeah. that's what I thought now obviously doing a bit of reading it, it isn't it's a you know it's a different brewery as such so that that was my bit of some, the A for the old market bit um was just a bit of history on Czech beer oh, awesome cheers dude Andy?
2: No, no real like, sort of news on it, but I thought I'd just talk about saison beer. <laughs> I've never really looked into it before until when I did my research for the show. I was quite surprised what it was. Like it's it started off as like some French farmers who brewed their own beer for them and their seasonal workers, and they used to like share hops and stuff with local farms, and you know buy all the different stuffs off each other, and uh, that's where the beer the saison came from. And I was just like, there you go. how crazy is
0: that? The yeah, 18th century. Uh, that, so it's it's so it's a season a seasonal yeah. ale then if you will
2: yeah so when they hired extra people in to like crop you know they would harvest the crops or whatever they brew beer in that just before then or something so when they're chopping them all down they got beer ready for them to drink and stuff like that. Oh, so goodness. it was like seasonal for for when these seasonal workers came mm-hmm. like, it's like the english chinese like like a chicken curry and stuff like that. it's not like an actual Chinese dish. It's just something that was made up over here off scraps. Sort of yeah. Thing. It's sort of like that, isn't it? They've made this like amazing beer out of by chance of just saying, oh no, let's do it for you guys that are coming to work here for a couple of months." That's <laughs> fine <fair laughs> that's this for me. <laughs> that's
0: that, that's that's a tradition I'd like to see employed in it in every walk of life. To be honest with you, I think my company should do that. You know, well done, son. I made you this beer. Please make don't... make a suggestion. Yeah. Please don't drink it in the office. <laughs> Again, cheers, <laughs> dude. <Again. laughs> yeah, that was quite interesting. I'll be honest, with you, I've seen that on a on a, on cans and bottles, and I often thought, I wonder if that means it's like it's just a fancy way of saying it's a session ale. It's an something else was wrong about. Yeah, mm, quite interesting that was. Cheers, dude. For my section which is craft, one of the common beers that we've had, and we had, we we sort of touched on it a couple of weeks ago when Andy was drinking a salt eye cap. Beer, and he was drinking a DDH dipper and we sort of said well double dry hop isn't it yeah I think so don't really know what that entails so I thought you know what I'm gonna find it which is the reason why I picked a DDH dipper to be drinking tonight well second reason obviously being I do always quite like them good strong beers and they're quite tasty so yeah double dry hop is what DDH stands for as we said last time and we assumed that basically you do the dry hop process twice that is quite correct, that is That is exactly what it is, it makes total sense, so you add twice the amount of hops, so which gives it that stronger, more robust tasting, but at the same time, it's quite smooth as well, normally, and usually, like I say, when you first taste that one, it's a little bit bitter, but actually I find that goes. So, your first dry hop process, you'll do it about a week before kegging, and then the second one is done four days before kegging. And the idea of that is that it adds a depth and complexity to the hop, which I guess sort of makes sense. If you only add hops once, you're only going to get that one level of flavour. Yeah. So if you
1: add a second lot of hops, it's going to, it's going to, be, it's going to be varied. And I, I was going to say, as much as you try to, and obviously breweries, Spend a lot of money on trying to do this. You you are going to get some very very subtle variants of mm. depth of flavor and 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 as much as maybe you don't want that if you are producing and brewing a traditional ale and you just add the hops once because that becomes then standard and you sort of know the flavor that there has to be a variance when you do it twice and it's that natural variance I suppose that means that you get subtle changes in the flavor.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're quite right. And you can also do it a third time, making it triple triple hop. hop, Yeah, Yeah, the old trips, as we sometimes refer to it as. So I also then looked into what makes a double IPA, a double IPA, a dipper, and that is largely down to that DDH process. There's a little bit more to it than that, though. There's more malt in it, and that is obviously reacting with the flavor and the, the way that it's produced. You need more malt in it to get the flavor, which gives it that sweet caramelized taste and keeps it quite smooth. Now, a dipper is also sometimes, I've never seen this anywhere, Andy. I know you like a dipper. Have you ever seen it referred to as an Imperial IPA or an IIPA? Yeah. No, I haven't either. I haven't either, but that, that is basically what, what, what a dipper is. It's an Imperial IPA. And typically the strength is seven and a half to 11 and a half percent. And they take twice as long to brew. So it is, it is a double IP yeah. process, which I find quite interesting. And the last thing I was going to say on this hops, were originally added into beer, probably going back into the likes of the times that you were talking there and when those beers were being yeah. made. It was originally added because they felt back then, whether it was right or it was wrong, it actually helped to avoid spoilage. So they'd use other herbs and spices in there, but they started adding the hops because they felt that actually helped the
1: process. Yeah, and obviously now, yeah, you know, I look at what type of hops is in a beer before I buy it. I was looking at doing a little bit of sort of reading in terms of the sort of topic that we're going to go on to and talk about for the next 20 minutes, half an hour. And and they're talking about actually historically, it would almost be like a bit like a gruel or a porridge type consistency mixture. Mm. And, and they obviously hadn't quite got the refining process right. And they would have a lot of what now I suppose you would, is it the the mush or the mulch that, that you get left over that would still be, and you would have that as yeah. well, and effectively, yeah, exactly. Sort of that's it. <laughs> you I, know, the,
0: filter it through the old fish guts to get yeah. it out. I'm not sure that makes me feel any better about no, the
1: process. No, no, but you know, historically, that that's what they did, and they they hadn't got the process of, I suppose, refining it and extracting the the drink out of actually what what's left, and it, they just whether it's a bowl or a glass it'd be like there's there's a beer I've seen on a couple of the Facebook groups
0: and I wish I could remember what it was called I can't I've got a funny feeling it's made by Evil Twin Brewing in New York and it is so thick. It's like you know, traditionally, when you think about the three witches at the start of the Macbeth, and that bubbling potion, it yeah. looks like that. It's not out by the fact the beer is also purple because of the flavouring. Oh. You know, it. it's thick, and the bubbles don't sort of fizz like you'd say in, in that beer you're drinking. A lovely, that fizz to it. They, it bubbles up like a like a swamp.
1: Or it's like almost like a like a I suppose a, a like a gruel type sort of mm. porridgey. O-T. I, i'm
0: not gonna lie i'd like to try it dude i'd like to try oh i don't know. know people are raving about it, saying, I don't got it. Know. it's about 10 11 as well so well that helps. you know so yeah that's it so you, you're halfway <laughs> down and
2: you forget what it is you're drinking but that's all well and good that's all <laughs> that's well and good like a boiler maker milkshake
0: or something. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, you know we're gonna see this someone's gonna listen to this podcast I think Do you know i'll call it milkshake. there's just not enough of them on the
1: market and so, the next drive through Andy's like Strawberry milkshake, please. Yeah. Glug, 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 glug.
0: So, one of the subjects that we've said, well, the, the main subject, as we always do in this podcast, we always focus on one thing. And one of the things we decided to talk about this week is, as we sort of alluded to earlier in a couple of our stories that we've shared, was old beers. So, the beers that have been around virtually since the dawn of time. Now, in the passing, weeks since we recorded this someone here has had a birthday so when he's now the eldest statement of the group
1: yes yes i i am 21 yes <laughs> no yeah my birthday was la can't remember last week last last wednesday, last wednesday, wednesday, wednesday yeah so, so happy birthday to cheers, you guys, drink cheers beer to you, yeah. cheers guys um yeah so um 48 48 years young and um, mm. you're only as old as you feel or well, there's another phrase, but I won't say yeah, that. that I'll get in with the wife. <laughs> That'll get in trouble with the wife. <laughs> um, yeah, I enjoyed it actually. It was the the semi final of the European Championship, so yeah, I of, enjoyed yeah. having a beer and, and and watching England qualify for the final. The final was not quite the result we wanted, but uh, any Italian listeners can do one. <laughs> uh, although having said that, on reflection. They probably did deserve to win, so the better side. So fair play to you. Um, but no, I, you know I, I enjoyed my birthday. Made me feel old, and that leads nicely into I suppose the, the the topic of of the week, which was sort of old breweries, old beers. And as I say, th- I was just looking at the, the Czech one. That was was it nine nine three nine nine seven, whatever it was. But there are beers that have been dated back, and, and I'm just having a look there to sort of pre chryso BC. And you're looking at 6,000 to 15,000 years ago Mm. and I was like wow okay and I'm not sure I would have quite liked to have tasted what Mm. their version of beer was but there's there's stuff on um, Egyptian hieroglyphics about the, the brewing process and and the beer process and stuff so Andy what was your what was your sort of take on sort of the old have you gone the old beers or breweries as such? So, okay. I've
2: got a selection of you know, the oldest by year, but then I've got a few random countries as well. Like
0: yeah,
2: Ireland, America.
1: So, go on then, guys. So talk us about this beer then. That's going back sort of pre-Christ. So, they they did some. There was a company that did some research, and they, they obviously tried to date various old artifacts, and and they went into obviously there's hieroglyphics and there's various sort of carbon dating that had gone on. And there was evidence that it was Mesopotamia and Neolithic periods and all of that sort of stuff that actually they were drinking beer, which makes them go up in my estimation, I suppose. And I'm just just, sort of trying to find it here. And in 2016, National Academy of Sciences did an archaeological study and found evidence that of a brewery in China that effectively was BC. So you're talking like Thousands and thousands of years ago, and again doing a bit of research, and I apologise profusely for the the pronunciation of this. The Jing A Brewing Company out of Beijing in China created the Jaya Neolithic Ale, three point seven percent sour ale, and allegedly using the same ingredients that were found at the site dated BC. Interesting. Which is sort of pretty cool to think you might be drinking a beer that yeah. has the same ingredients as bc but i'm not sure what it would taste like
0: no i'd be interested to try that one so a sour ale so immediately you wouldn't be a fan of it would you guess
1: no and then two years later 2018 a sort of similar study had found that there was a thirteen thousand year old brewery in israel similar to the site that's found in beijing research found residue in stone mortars that would suggest there's a group of people called the natufians and again there was a brewing process that, that they found so that's thirteen thousand years ago that's incredible. Now, obviously none of those Wait, companies exist anymore, but... Is it, is it 15,000 years ago in 2000? Was it 13,000 BC? It was, yes, 13,000 so years ago. So 15,000 years ago. That's, so 15, that's years ridiculous, ago. isn't incredible. it? Incredible. Now, obviously, you know, we can lead on to the oldest breweries that are still in existence. And Hang on a minute, the Flintstones drank beer, when were they? Uh, dinosaurs were around then, so that's <laughs> exactly, that's, that's, yeah, that's Jurassic a, period. So that's, that's, that's a while ago. That's that, that is, what, that's what we missed. <laughs> There's obviously historical records of what you would class as beer, stroke, alcohol, mm. and and obviously throughout the ages, the the, the refining processes has, has developed. But I'm not sure I'd want to try their bowl of crushed up grapes and berries and gruel as such.
0: I would once, just, yeah, just out of curiosity, yeah. I mean, three point seven percent.
1: They could have stepped it up a bit. I know. It's, it's, it's shandy, then, isn't it? I know. It's, it's like a shandy bass, isn't That's it? it? Yeah. That's but but again, I, I suppose would, would would their alcohol content be? What would it be? Just the amount of, mm. I suppose, berries or vines or whatever it yeah. was hops that you put in it. I don't know.
2: At that time, though, they might have been like toddler size because like every generation people getting taller. They might have been like three foot back then. So like yeah. Three, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't you get on to midget wrestling again, Andy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, alcohol and midget wrestling. I mean, we've been there. We've done that. <laughs> we we'll on gone to the next subject. <laughs> go on then, Ad. What, what was one of, What was one you... Did you go breweries? Did you go... I did a little bit of both, to be honest. With you. Okay. Yeah, so I looked at some of the beers that have been...
0: Produced, and I also looked at some of the breweries, and I think you you alluded to what like one earlier there, is it the Czech Republic, which was nine nine three? No, yeah, nine nine three. So yeah. So obviously, again, that's that tends to be older than the ones that were sort of showing as as breweries that are still functioning today. But yeah. like you say, it isn't anymore. So. Yeah. There's a couple in Germany, in Bavarian Germany, that I I stumbled across. The the Weiher Stefan Abbey in Bavarian Germany. Now, they were registered as a brewery around about 1040. But there's mention of them having a hop garden in 768. So there is an assumption that they were brewing before that. Yeah.
1: I picked that up. That that, yeah. that they were on my list as well, and I was like, I was <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So I, I picked that company up as well, and I was like, wow, that. So that obviously even predates mm. the the Czech beer, and they're still going, effectively. So they are still producing beer, and you can still get it. I think the monastery is closed. the The, the initial monastery is now closed but the brewery side to it i think is still open and they're still well, some beers well, Andy covered this after you know, a week or two ago i might have been last week i can't remember
0: in terms of the actual amount of abbey breweries now there's not so many so i must admit i was surprised when you're looking down the long list of places that were that were breweries all had the word abbey after them although
1: like you say none of them had monks there doing that process but i think that that the stiff and brewery I apologise the pronunciation again. I'm pretty sure they said the monastery closed, but the monks from the monastery actually then continued to brew. So whilst they might not brew in the, the actual monastery where they traditionally did, I think they took their their sort of skills elsewhere and continued to brew under that name. And that's effectively why it appears in the list of oldest breweries that are still producing beer
0: well we started looking into it what 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 were you imagining that you'd find you yeah, know not were, that yeah what 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 <laughs> were you thinking what what sort of age were you expecting
2: a couple hundred years old yeah. i know like i've heard stories that because drinking water wasn't brilliant back in mm. like you know 500 years earlier so they used to drink a lot of mead and beer and stuff like that so i thought oh maybe there'd be some of that but some of these places are still going from, you know, like you just said, then 1040. Yeah it's, I, yeah, it's crazy. I was literally thinking like 1700s, 1800s, and all that. There's a, that that's oh God, what we saying. Now, that brew in the 1040s. There's a, their, their neighbors, Weltenberg Abbey. Yeah. Like, like started 10 years later, and apparently they dispute the 1040 claim thing. Oh, really?
1: <laughs> I'll yeah. be award. That's it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but they, they made it call, and apparently, like, they've won awards for like, the world beer cup, which they won in twenty twelve as well. So oh, still nice. going strong. It's yeah, not just like it. making it for the sake of making it, they're still like trying to, you know, make decent beer that it's everyone like... likes.
1: What was it the Veltenberg? Was it ten fifty and then and I again I apologize, the Affligiem in Afligan. Oh, Affligan in was it Belgium? So they they claim it was at ten seventy four or something. So again you're looking at Twenty odd years between the claims of various.
0: I, I, I've not tried the two Belgian, uh, the two German beers, sorry, but I've had the African. No, it's yeah. a really decent beer. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you've had it as well, haven't you, Andy?
1: Oh. Belgian Bar in Aldringham sells it.
0: Yeah, that's it right. That's wild. right.
1: Yeah. So that's. I mean, that that's. I mean, that's pretty cool. Actually. Did you know? You know, it's yeah. been going from effectively what 1074 so you're still drinking a beer that is made by them
0: it's, it's, yeah that, that is incredible i, I wonder how much so that recipe has changed how recognizable if you you know if you sent marty mcfly and the prof back you know <laughs> time mind you there won't be any room in the two seater, so just marty have to to yeah bring back a keg yeah bring back a, bring back one of those guys and getting to taste one of those beers now sit down have a crack of this one see what you think see how different it is
1: well, I know, I know. They're saying that the was the V Hen Stephen, however you pronounce it. They produce according. Their beer is is obviously in line with the Bavarian purity laws in terms of what goes in there, and there's only limited number of ingredients that you can use. It's four ingredients. Yeah, so. I, I don't know. I've got to so say, what have we got. So you've got malt, hops, yeast, and water. Yeah. So effectively, they're the only four things that you can use, and they they were saying that they've got actually twelve different styles of beer still using obviously those those four ingredients but they've got 12 different styles and they i can't think of the name of it but basically their wheat beer makes up sort of 88 percent of their total output in terms of um, what they sell but the, yeah the, the bavarian purity law obviously dictates you can only use certain ingredients That's right. and they still use that to, to this day so fair play to them Funnily enough, when he said Urkel uh, being one of the earliest
0: Pilsners, I actually would have presumed it was Holston. So when I think about a Pilsner lager, I think about Holston. Yeah. Again, obviously made during due to those sort of German laws, I'd assumed then this would be one of the old ones. So so when when did he say Urkel was made
1: from? 18, was it. 1842, it's according so it said Pilsner Urkel sort of introduced in eighteen forty two. And that was the first one that used the the Pilsner sort of name or the the, the type of beer as such it was the first pale lager. And the name Pilsner is often used to associate with the pale lager and stuff. And and Pilsner Urkel were the first brewery that effectively created a beer that looks sort of similar to that. It's mm. like the golden sort of lager colour as such and as i say most most companies will use the pilsner name just to represent what what looks like a, a lager effectively because yeah. prior to that i suppose it would look like a, a bitter or a mead or a gruel or a porridge or whatever it may be but yeah the, they, they were the first and it, it says here it's a characterized by its golden color and clarity nine out of the ten beers produced and consumed in the world are pale lagers based around pilsner urkel's method of brewing there you go. So, so yeah. So, but it, as I say, it, it's interesting because when you looked at old breweries and stuff, I think Grolsch was in there, mm, yeah. which sort of it's sort of surprising in a way. But then you think actually, you know what? Grolsch has obviously been around for hundreds of years. or such. so sixteen, fifteen. Yeah, sixteen, fifteen. They've been making that beer since, which is incredible. Yeah, the green bottles, which they're famous for. The green bottle, and and then the sort the, of fashion phase where you would take the. Tops the top off same, and yeah. you tie them on your laces. And Andy's too young for you, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> But, they, yeah, they added those green bottles in
0: 1897.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure they were putting them on the show. No, I'm sure <laughs> not, no. 1897. No. Uh, but the, the other one, the, the famous one, is Stella. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that one says it on the can.
0: Remember the rate? Yeah. It's thirteen sixty six. Is that what it was?
1: I, yeah, I'd have said ten sixty six without that was that, a different that that was, was that was, significant happen
0: in that, yeah. Was it that was that when he won the world <laughs> <Corps>? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I look at this one because I thought about this. So Stella Artois, thirteen sixty-six. So that began as a brewery in thirteen sixty-six, but it was Dan Horn. Not Dan Horn, you know, that I'm just butchering it with my, my Belgian or, or Flemish, or I don't know his Flemish or French accent. And then obviously, it is now Artois from Sebastian Artois, who took it over at some point, but stellar Artois. First made in 1926. So they might sort of ride on it being an old beer. But, but actually, that. But I mean, don't get me wrong, it's been around a few yeah. years, you know, sort of 95 years. And it was first done as a Christmas beer, as a special edition okay. Christmas beer, but it was a
1: really popular one. Yeah. And obviously, the word Stella means star. So, Star Artois. Well, interestingly, going back to one of the beers I mentioned earlier, Star means Old Spring. And that's where it oh, came. Okay. So the water they used, effectively, must have been, a, a, a you know, a, a really old medieval, I say medieval, but pre-medieval spring. And actually the name means old spring. So Staropramen means old spring. So I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Oh, there you so go. That's quite cool. it has something to do with a star. Yeah, but no, that's right. And and then and then the other one is Cronenberg, which is Cronenberg, 1664 yeah. sort of thing. You know, you, that's the date that, that's it. that you remember because again, that's on the bottles, isn't it, and stuff. So,
0: so and those those are the sort of the age of ales I was expecting to find yeah. when I start looking to that. So, yeah. three hundred and fifty plus ones. Yeah, Go on, Do You said you you know you said at the start of this that you had an idea of some some different countries, some different ra- uh, countries they have been randomly producing ales of different old beers from there.
2: Yeah, well, I think my list is mostly the ones that are still going as well. So, yeah, there's probably stuff from like BC or whatever. But I've got one here, Semi 10, which was Smithwick's Brewery in Ireland, nine years older than Guinness. Oh, wow. Guinness overtaking them.
0: Yeah, Guinness uh, is, is fairly well renowned, isn't
2: it? It's <laughs> got them advertising a bit better. Yeah, they have, to, they have to.
0: Actually, to be fair, I'll tell you what, I visited the museum in St. James's Gate Brewery, and a lot of it is focused around their advertising. I wanted to find out, don't get me wrong, there's a bit about the beer as well, obviously. But yeah, most of it was about the advertising, because obviously those famous adverts. But I will tell you this, it
1: is an absolutely belting part of Guinness that they serve in that museum, as you'd probably expect. The, the, the one that I, I, I did a bit of research, and, and it shocked me a little bit. Do you know any Namib, Namibian beers funny enough no no <laughs> well no i i didn't either and apparently according to google namibia is the second largest consumer of beer in the world per capita behind the czech republic 10%? now it, it's not a country that i would automatically no. drink lots of beer imports I'm however when you dig a little bit further it, it's actually germ. it's a german colony and tr- so obviously th- there was a german influence um, and they started brewing there in the late 1800s and obviously again because of the the, the german influence they and, and I'll have to read this they upheld the 1516 rhine heights gebot beer purity laws of bavaria so again similar you can only use certain ingredients in your beer but namibia was like second to the Czech Republic, which shocked me because I would have never have even assumed that that was the case.
0: Your your green monkey that you like very much produced by Jules in Lane Nantwich space. No no the the, the Market uh, near. Yeah they make it they make that beer to those standards. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm sure yeah. We, when we had we had that beer on there. Anyway Andy go on tell us some more some some more old old beers from different countries.
2: So the we'll we'll go for the US. I'm gonna murder the name of it, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: Young Youngling. But... Yingling. 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 Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah Yingling. It's I only Yingling. Yeah, <laughs> I, I only know because obviously being a Steelers fan.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's okay. the it's, 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 it's the beard of Pittsburgh. Cousin shit. Bo hasn't told you how to pronounce that name, no, as no, no, on though. No no
0: no. no, no, no. And if you know, hopefully he brings a can over if he wants to
1: though. <laughs> I've well, obviously, it. well obviously Pennsylvania is that that's where it it, it originated, so yeah I suppose you your Pittsburgh link there Mm. helps absolutely absolutely so when when was that I mean I got that on my list as well was it 1829 is what I got so yeah which again is what's the date today
0: we're coming up to the 14th tomorrow is it the 14th of July as we're recording this so yeah Billy the kid was killed on that date in 1881 so I wonder what sort of thing they were drinking back then, how close it is to what we're drinking now. I think a lot back then it was rugged whiskey, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera.
1: I, I, well, I, yeah. it, I suppose back in the day it would be what we would now class as your more bitter type drinks, I suppose, you know, you, your darker, more, perhaps heavier Do you think,
0: because I mean, they're they're very fond in America. They're very fond of the sort of lighter pale ales and, you know, and the lagers, traditionally very, very heavily consumed. Don't get me wrong, there's a massive market now for craft beers and, like say, the darker beers and everything that you're talking about.
1: But But I wonder when that switch, I I suppose, as I said, I suppose traditionally it would be the darker, heavier beers, and okay, you go back to what I mentioned earlier about the, the Anoisa Bush, Budweiser, were they the First, but obviously you've got now your young youngling, youngling, eighteen twenty nine. So you, you, that's and I'd be interested to know what their what their products are like mm. and mm-hmm. what type of. Go on, Andy. Sorry. Well, I was just to say the German immigrants apparently,
2: mm-hmm. so can you guess it'll be like a Hilsner-esque or Bavarian sort of wheat beer or something. I go that far as to see what type of beer they do. but Well, the Youngling Flight, so.
1: it, it, they, mm. they do young Youngling, Yingling Flight, which is a low-carb, low-calorie light beer, which sort of makes you think it's probably like golden in colour, what you would class as more traditional Pilsner or Lager type beer, I don't know. Possibly. I mean, Pennsylvania
0: actually got a great record in making different beers. Obviously, the Steel City beers there and then there's Rolling Rock, That's Latrobe, Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I haven't yeah. had that for years. Yeah, I was just thinking, oh, Latrobe, wow. yeah, Latrobe, Pennsylvania. I've not seen that one for a long, long time.
1: Yeah, there was one in, it said a Vienna-style lager brewery in Mexico, so that was 1865. Um, Danny Trejo obviously might be interested in, <laughs> in, in in sort of that as such, and we've mentioned it before. But that was later acquired in the 19th century by the Modelo, oh yeah so so that that was obviously mexico as such but the oldest so what 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 else other than that vest the the gym one that i'm not gonna try to pronounce the (laughs) v Hens Stefan. so brewery are there any others andy that, that you got that in terms of breweries what was what's oh. the oldest one in the UK? Do you know?
2: Yeah, I've got that on. Yeah, Three Tons Brewery, 1642. Mm.
1: two. Is that where you got?
0: That's what I got. Yeah, from Shropshire.
1: But Shepherd Neame gets
0: an honourable mention.
1: You see, I got. You well. see, yeah, I got yeah. Shepherd Neame. on a different and, list. Yeah. I, so again, the, the the wonders of the internet. I got mm. Shepherd Neame when I looked, but then it did say that there was there was another company in Shropshire that argued whether or not they were first or or not yeah. but but the shepherd neem is a brewery down in kent and are still going and do i know them do i not know them do i know any of their products you, you, i think if you were to google I, I and i do think i know you that you definitely w- had shepherd neem boots. i i do think i i know one of them and the only reason i think i know one of them and I'm just have a little now is to so, is the spitfire, spitfire so, so they do yeah. spit yeah and now i've had a Kind of Spitfire, and it's lovely, and it's very nice. But that was back in my, I suppose, pre-craft lager days. But this year, the shepherd neem was, and they also, I think, they also export under. Is it all matter, but imported under. Is it Sam Adams from Boston, which is an American, obviously American company, and I think they. They import under Sam Adams, but the Shepherd name, It's interesting because again, depending on which website you look at, it depends which one you sort of you go with. But I, when I looked, I got Shepherd name. I'll tell you another that beers you'll
0: definitely have had. It's a little bit of a stronger one with a very questionable name, Bishop's Finger.
1: Oh, I've had Bishop's Finger. Yeah.
0: Have you ever had the beer though?
1: Um, I can't remember that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but yeah, no, I, I have had a, I, I have had Bishop's Finger. Yeah. It was from memory. I haven't had it for a number of years, obviously, but um, from memory, it was very pleasant. Decent bit, yeah. I, again, I've got a funny feeling they've reduced their
0: percentage of that one now. I'm sure it's not as strong as it used to be. Really? Yeah, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Hmm. I apologise if I am. I tell you one thing. I did come across as this was sort of an unusual one and actually when we did that weird beers list a while ago this one could have fallen into that actually because have you ever heard of a beer called wreck survivors ale no you ever heard it andy rings a bell but probably not it's 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 an imperial porter so it's it's probably one that would definitely find its way into my glass the sort of thing i like and this is based it's a ship that left Calcutta and sunk off the coast of Tasmania in 1797. Now on board was 31,000 liters of rum and beer, so that's a lot. That's a lot. So it sunk to the bottom of the ocean, and some divers in 1977 retrieved some of the beer out of there. Now because it had stayed corked, and I mean really well corked, I mean very well corked and the perfect temperature of no those No way. ...it perfectly preserved. No way. Now, the beer hasn't been consumed, because I'm going to guess that 200, 300-year-old beer ain't going to be that great to taste, even if it is okay. It's a little bit past itself, I don't, no matter how well you store it. But they used some of the yeast that they took from one of those beers... To actually recreate the beer itself and make another Imperial Porter, which okay. by all accounts and is and is available now, because obviously, the thing about yeast—is it keeps growing, it keeps producing. You take from it, you take from yeah. it, you take from it, and you produce your beers from it. So you can actually still buy this beer today, and the beer is stored in a museum as well. The original
1: beer is stored in a museum, where you actually go and see that beer. It's been perfectly preserved. It's weird because, again, we do research about old beers and stuff, and they were saying that beer was first discovered effectively as a byproduct for bread making. So back in the day mesopotamia or whenever it was in the neolithic period they would be bread making and a byproduct of that would be this fluid this liquid and that effectively is make
0: it sound very nice
1: beer a a (laughs) fluid byproduct (laughs) a fluid byproduct of bread making yeah it doesn't sound great does it but when you think you know you're yeasting your bread and you sort of think oh okay but I'm intrigued to know who the poor fellow was. I thought, you know what, I'll just try that. <laughs> yeah, I
0: bet that tastes delightful. <laughs>
1: I bet that tastes really nice. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'll just dip me finger. I'll just see, yeah. and it's it just, yeah. It, so it, yeah we, we laugh and we joke, but but you can sort of see where by making the bread actually the, the by product, the off product of that, the waste product almost is this really alcohol rich. <laughs> sort of fermented mulch. Yeah. Well,
0: we, we've gone full circle now because now you can buy toast ale, which is made from bread that's never made into the shops or been recalled from the shops or whatever. I don't really know where the bread comes from, but surplus bread anyway. Yeah. And it's a, we, we covered it in the recycling one that we did last time actually out. We did the sustainability beer. And like I say, it's gone full circle. So it's beer then is made from bread, which obviously then was a byproduct from the original bread making. i tell you one thing I did look into then some of our favorite beers and how long they've been around okay so yeah go on then go on no looking guys i know you know i sat next to you for many a lesson at school and i know you peek at my notes which weren't worthy but left how long how do you think left's been around
2: Isn't it like eight,
0: 1780. Uh, 1780 and, and do you want to go higher or lower than that i'll go lower as an earlier yeah, you're right, dude. Way, way lower. Way, way lower. 11.52 no. it was founded. R- R- wow. But then they produced beer for the first time in 1240. So what exactly they were doing for about 90 odd years, <laughs> I don't really know.
1: But fair play to them. Yeah, you know,
0: Yeah, they made love. It took yeah. 90
1: years to produce. A, what is a really, really good beer, isn't it? Let's uh, be honest. Yeah, and um, fair play and hats off to them. And if yeah. any representatives of Lefe I, are listening, then... And while I was looking to it, I thought, I'll just check to see if it is Lefe or Lef.
0: Which one do you think it is? Lefe. Well, given the clue that I said left at the start. <laughs> is it? Is it left? It's left. Is yeah. it left? It's left because it, although it's a Belgian beer, it's, it's the French speaking part of Belgium that it's made in, okay. and it's left. Yeah, I had, left.
1: To, I had to look. Go on, Oh, you knew, I knew you were going to ask me that. Yeah. I should have looked at it. <laughs> How amazing. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's as old as left. You're or, right. Lef, old Lefe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You see, I think that. I will I'll go mid-seventeens then. Andy, and I hope you're not Googling this as I say. Hey, look at him, of course. Yeah, he is he look at his he eyes. Look, he he look looks at him.
2: sneaky. <laughs> what, what are you Googling him? He's got a footpad.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Keyboards on my lap. <laughs> I gotta say eighteen sixty.
0: Fourteen forty-five. Really? And they've produced a wheat beer since Fourteen forty-five. Really? Yeah, that, that beer wow. that, that very. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure it's a very different beer now. Yeah, that—that okay. that, that is the same. That surprised beer. me because I thought I thought that might be slightly later. Well, but... go on. How's that one pronouncing? So I thought I'd look into that one as well. Hui Garden. Correct. That is the correct pronunciation. Yes.
1: <laughs> right then. Duval. That's Andy. Surely that's Andy. Is it Duval or Duval? I call it Duval. I call it Duval.
2: Duval.
0: Yeah. I call it Duval. Well, what, what do people in Belgium call it, Andy? Duval. Duval. Yeah, it's pretty close, actually. It's Duville is, is oh, the okay. pronunciation, the okay. Belgian pronunciation. So, so in effect, none of us are
1: right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, that surely is Andy's. Come on, Andy. You need, you need to get this.
2: Sure. It's going to be earlier. I think it's 1600 and something, but I think it's a touch earlier. Twelve.
1: 12. Well, this one really surprised me. 1871. No way. That's no way. It's really? Yeah. Yeah, they've nailed it. They've nailed it in that time. Wow, I'm, just, I'm only 600 years out <laughs> Go on then, go
0: on. The, the Duchess, the Duchess <sighs> of gone.
1: You know what, I don't care. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> genuinely... <laughs> I I think they brewed
2: it in 1,200 and just left it for a <laughs> century. Forgot, so, forgot, forgot about it for a couple of hundred,
1: hundred years. years. Oh, oh, what's this bottle? Oh, that's all right.
0: <laughs> but I, I actually think the original bottle, when we first tried it, it might have been one of the first <laughs> bottles made. Was it, it was far worse 1885 oh, okay. that one 1885 so when you said before like I was going to make a joke actually but I thought we're going to come back to this that beer produced before Christ I thought well maybe that's what when, <laughs> maybe, when, G, yeah. when Jesus requested a drink on the cross and they offered him vinegar maybe he was actually given a bottle of you've oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: wow.
0: well one of my favourite beers we said on here before Titanic Plum Porter 2011 yeah I was
1: going to say yeah So gonna... well, my last one then my last one Delirium. I don't think I, I. I might be wrong. I don't think it's that old. Actually, I say, don't think it's that old. I'm going to go eight, 1840, higher or lower, Andy. I was
0: going to say
2: 1870, something. So yeah,
0: 1906. Okay. And that one surprised me because that was one I was thinking that must be an old beer. But yeah, I you said
1: pink, it. Yeah, I didn't Pink expect...
0: Elephant. You know, there's a reference there to to, to drunks in history seeing those things. So I yeah, don't know.
1: no, I didn't. Yeah. That, I thought that might be a bit early, isn't that? Mm.
0: But yeah, so those are those are some of the favourite beers anyway that we drink here at Torboy Radio, and we'd love to hear from from anybody out there and know what their favourite old beers that they tried are as well, wouldn't we?
1: Yeah, I'd be interested to know any of any of the beers that we've mentioned in terms of the oldest breweries, the oldest beers. Maybe we can get sort of Dave from Double Trouble maybe when he comes on next just to talk about what you know has he tried when he did his beer club did he try any particularly old beers was there any flavors of beers was there any this was there any that but if anyone's out there hit us up on social media let, let us know if there's a beer you want us to talk about you mm. want us to research find out about then hit us up Absolutely. all the usual places and actually dave hopefully will be
0: joining us next week all being well and he will be joined by the head brewer the guy who makes the beer for double trouble with a little bit of luck, he'll be joining us and he knows his beer, so he's no looking, forward to, to shame. Yeah, looking mm. forward
1: to that, yeah, looking forward to that, i will be interesting just to pick his brains in terms of the process that you go through and sort of flavours and mixes and testing and all of that stuff. so yeah, looking right. forward to I, that, and we're pitching some ideas obviously, I'm sure we can pitch <laughs> him a, a, a few, as long as they don't involve pineapple I'm <laughs> listen, we need to put some pressure on this guy to make the Milkstowski <laughs> actually the Milkstowski could be I think that 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 could be, as long as Sarah, if you're listening, hits up. If you um, don't we know mind, she but, is, of course, <laughs> yeah, as as she always does. You know, hit us up, Sarah. Let us know if you object, because we will pitch that. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. If you don't reply, we'll just assume that's the green. We'll no reply. To go ahead. That, that's absolutely. That's the <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I tell you one other thing. We need to check in as well because we're in July now. We have a competition running that we ends do. in July. We do. It's only. Three weeks left, something three, weeks, weeks no left two left and a half July. weeks so, left. Yeah. So it's predicting the amount of countries that Tall Boy Radio will be in by the end of July. Now we have one person who is one away. Oh, okay. morning, we got one, nobody's got it bang on. But, you know, the nearest per- the person who's nearest wins the prize. We're not going to deprive them of that. We've got one person that's won away. So there's plenty of time to get in your ideas. So just chuck us how many countries you think it would be in. You'll have to listen to old episodes of the podcast yeah. where we all tell you how many countries that we are in before. Certainly not going to give you any hints now. No. But, yeah, definitely, definitely get
1: involved. And the prize will be a sort of a bundle of tbr goodies and there'll be the odd sort of mystery prize thrown in there we're not going to spoil by yeah. telling you what that is but there will they'll be a bundle wheeling its way over to you so yeah yeah i'll say i have a think listen back to the old back catalogue and um, let us know what you think absolutely
0: absolutely i think that brings us rather neatly then to the end of this episode unless everybody's got anybody
1: anything else that they want to chuck in um no enjoyed it I Enjoyed. So chatting about beer obviously it, it's pretty cool enjoyed sampling a couple of beers from around the world just the same Tao, i think it's going to be a theme that i'll probably go with moving forward i've just tried different beers in different places so 100%, 100%. why not enjoy this and uh, look forward to having dave on next week 100 100 andy so my favorite beer is pirate or pirate oh did not invent oh, to do that I one, dude? why did you not do that oh, guess
2: what soft. year that is i just did a quick uh, google but guess uh, what year that was
1: i think that's old I think I'm gonna go 1801. Oh, I'm gonna go 1500.
2: 1988.
1: What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Nearly as old as me.
2: Oh, are you I'm
1: kidding me?
0: He's in beer as well. That's younger than gas. It, significantly. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. That's well, on on that, that ball- one. On that <laughs> and on that note. And on that bombshell.
2: Go and get yourself a bottle or two the trips version it's amazing so when was the trips version Oh, i think
0: google that
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and in research again that's it, that's it quality fair play that
0: one has really surprised me well anyway as for me i'm just going to bid you all a fond farewell thank you for listening hope you're enjoying the new format don't forget to enter that competition until next time when know that we'll have plenty more stuff to talk about take care